Hello and welcome to our podcast. Thanks for tuning in to our global broadcast across Hope City Church. We pray that this message inspires, encourages, and builds your faith as you listen. Enjoy the message. Hey church, boy have we been on a journey. Um, And it reminded me of when I was a little girl and we used to, every Christmas, we would drive from Brisbane in Queensland, Australia to Melbourne in Victoria. And that was a journey that took 24 hours in the car. And we used to sit in the front of this, this was pre-air conditioning, this was hardcore, Australian summer heat. The four of us, we would sit on this plastic bench seat that you'd stick on with the heat in the front of the car. And all we used to say to our parents for that 24-hour drive every Christmas was, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I don't know about you, but I found myself asking God, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Or why? That's the other question that children are always asking. Why? Why? And I bet you, just like me over this season, they've been your questions. And so I'm going to share with you today um, a little bit of my journey and the questions I've been asking God and God's been helping me with. And no doubt, these are many of the same questions that you've been asking. You're saying to God, do you really know where you're taking me? You're like, God, do you really know what you're doing through this season? You're like... Where are you taking me? What are you actually doing through this? And our hearts have gone through such a journey. And I don't know about you, you could feel like if you're a woman, feel like you're superwoman one day and then you're washerwoman the next because your emotions, your confidence moves. If you're a guy, you're like Superman one day and Mickey Mouse the next. I mean, this is, this is the real lounge room of our last season of this journey. It's like we have a schizophrenic faith. Um, We can be polar opposites within five minutes. And I imagine that's been all our journey over the last weeks. And we feel like we have been disempowered. We feel like we've been disempowered to have any say over our season or have any control over our lives. And But it struck me, have we been disempowered or have we actually been led all this time without realising it? Literally probably a week before the big lockdown here in London, I was, um, and in the UK, not just London, you'll understand why I said that word London. I visited uh, beautiful Pastor Val McIntyre in London and I had to catch a a cab back across London to St Pancras Station. And this taxi driver, I mean, was there anywhere we didn't go? And I'm sitting in the back of that cab and I'm thinking, where are you taking me? Like, I saw the back of every shop in London, I'm sure I did, every back alley. But we ended up going and arriving at the right location. We ended up arriving in the perfect time and we ended up avoiding all the pitfalls of the London traffic. And God has our destinations today 
align perfectly. I want to read to you from Exodus 13. And it says in Exodus 13, verse 17 to 18, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, which was the shortest. But God led the people around by the desert road through the Red Sea. Our reaction to that is, you're kidding me, there was a quicker way around this. (laughs) It feels like we've been just led from... uh, one place of trouble to another, into isolation, all these things that have happened. And it's a, it's interesting when we look back on the Bible because we sort of have it in our mind that we think the children of Israel knew what was going to happen, but they didn't. They were just like us. They were seemingly powerless. They didn't know the end of the story and the great victory. As many of us today do not know the outcome of this season, But just as in the story of the children of Israel, they were still being led. They were still being led. The Bible says with a a pillar of cloud and, and a pillar of fire, they were still being led, even though it seemed to look otherwise. And I want to encourage you today that you are still being led. Jesus is still leading your life. He has not retired his job as chief leader. But what it is and has done for us, it's made us choose faith and it's made us not despise the route that we are on. And I think the challenge has been not to despise the route. We never thought it would end up this way. We thought God would take us on a a quicker route or a, a more fortuitous route, but He hasn't. And it's led me in my heart as I have gone through the challenges in this season that I've had to learn not to despise the route that he has put me on. It may not be the shortest route, but it's definitely made you rise. It may not have been the shortest route, but it's definitely made you pray. It may not have been the shortest route, but it's definitely made us all lean on the one on whom we should be leaning. It's making you find peace when they're all around you, there is no peace. And God has still been leading you. So when Moses, we know the end of the story, we know that the the water stood up like a wall and the Israelites walked through as if on dry land. But then the Israelites got to the other side and they found themselves in a spot and they were complaining to Moses and they were complaining where the waters of Marah they were called and the water wasn't fit to drink and they were grumbling. And I don't know about you, but I find myself in places in this season just grumbling. And Moses cried out to God and he didn't get what he was expecting. And I read this passage of scripture and it just, it, it stopped me in my tracks And this is what it says in Exodus 15, verse 25. Then Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Like when I cry out to God, I mean, I just laughed so much when I read this. I'm like, God, I need you. God, show me, show me where I'm going. And God showed him a piece of wood. 
Like the scripture's crazy. But then it says he threw it in the water and the water became fit to drink. It's like God asking you to do the most inane thing in the midst of a diabolical situation. What is this piece of wood that's in my vicinity? What's this thing that's in my vicinity got to do with my future? But what it is, it's a reminder that it's often the small thing that settles the issue. It's the small thing that's in our hand that houses in it future victory. It's the power in your hand and and within your hearts to make the place that you are in sweet. I remember just in the last couple of weeks sitting in my back garden and I've had time to watch the trees, the leaves just bud and then turn into beautiful foliage. And just watching that and, and it, it spoken in my spirit and spoke to me about hope. The piece of wood is like the mustard seed of faith. It's the woman in the Bible with just the last little bit of oil. It's the little thing that we have. And God specialises in the last morsel. It was Moses picking up this silly last bit of faith, this piece of wood. But he stretched it out and his environment became sweet. So you say, well, Jen, how does that relate to me? But I was asking God, what is my piece of wood in this season? And I was reading this verse from Psalm 37, verse 4 to 5. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Right at the beginning of this whole season, I was literally 10 days away from seeing my son in Australia. I was going to seeing my beautiful Hope City family in Kuala Lumpur and then I was going to see my son in Sydney and the whole thing was cancelled in a moment. And my true desire of my heart was to see my family, was to see my son and to see my church family across the earth. And I found myself having to pick up the piece of wood of surrender. And for many of us, that's been our reality in this season that we've had to pick up the piece of wood of surrender and place it before the Lord. And so my piece of wood in this season has been active surrender and trust. My piece of wood has been choosing to delight in God and surrendering my agenda and my timing to His leading. And I'm praying this is speaking to all of us today. My piece of wood really is, and even at this point, a long way in, is not knowing when I can see my family again and being willing to being surrendered to that. Your surrender today is very, very powerful. Your surrender today is the very thing that can turn the bitter waters to sweet. And so I encourage you as I go on with this message today to think of that thing that if you lay it before God today, how He can, in His way and His timing, give you the desires of your heart another way. And like I said, I had plans, people. Somebody asked me a question recently and they said, Jen, what what do you do spontaneously? Spontaneity, that one. With spontaneity, 
What do you do with spontaneity? And I couldn't answer it before this season because my life literally is planned a year in advance. Like I know what I'm doing for a year, every weekend for a year. And everything was planned. My year, my life was mapped out. Perhaps I might become a more person with more spontaneity. But he cares about leading our lives. And sometimes he needs to come around another way. Psalm 37 verse 22 says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. And as I was reading this scripture, the Holy Spirit said to me, Jen, I have better steps. He has better steps than we could ever plan. And my calendar was wiped out. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I have better steps. When I was a little girl in Australia, my parents used to always take me to this special shoe shop every year. And I'm not sure what they're different in different countries, but the special school shoes in Australia were called Barter Scouts. They're probably called Hush Puppies here, I'm not sure, in the UK. Different everywhere. And they'd take you into this shoe shop and it was so constrictive because they'd measure you up and they'd get your foot in there every year and it felt like your foot was being put in a vice. But allegedly, having these special school shoes stopped me having flat feet and apparently it made me run fast because it made my feet grow in the right way. Um, it corrected my walking and it enabled me to grow my foot to grow well. And our, shep, our steps are shaky compared to the steps that he has. He has better shoes for us. He has a better path for us. He has good walking for us. And he is even now aligning and changing your steps in this season. I really needed peace in this season as well. I don't know about you, I... I just needed God to come and put a peace in my spirit. And you would be surprised at the thing that's caused me the most lack of peace in this season. And it's not what you would expect. And Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. And the thing that's actually caused me the greatest hardship in my heart is this. I have needed peace over provision, not just for me, but the thing that keeps me awake at night is the thought that the people I know and love and the people that work for our church may be finding it hard and it wrecks me and it keeps me awake at night. And God took me to um, the story again of the feeding of the 5,000. And let me read to you that verse, John 6, verse 5 to 6. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall I buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. And the scripture goes on, it says, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. And then a bit further on, it says in verse 9 and 10, But how far will this go amongst so many, Jesus said. And then he said, 
make the people sit down. What really encouraged me when I was going to God with this thing that burdened my heart, because as a pastor, I I wanna see God's people blessed. I don't wanna see people in lack. And it struck me that Jesus already knew what He was going to do. And Jesus already knows how He's going to provide for you in every way, financially, spiritually, work-wise. In every way, God already knew what He was going to do. But it also struck me in this passage that God had the capacity to give enormous provision, like 5,000 men, and then it didn't even account for the women and children, and they were all in one place. And it spoke to me about the expansiveness of God to be able to provide. He is, I said over Easter weekend, that Jesus was not on lockdown because He's still out and about and His provision is still there for you. He is expansive in His provision. But then it comes to this last bit and it said, Jesus made the people sit down. Sitting down is a place of repose. Sitting down is a place of not being able to panic, not being able to move. And before Jesus could bring this miracle about, He asked the people to sit down. And it's almost like God said to me, Jen, you need to sit down in your spirit. Sit down and remember that you are not the provider. I am. And for so many of us that have been struggling in our hearts with a lack of peace for for so many, many incredible things right now, for the loved ones that, that, are, that are in need and, that, and have not been well. And sometimes we have to sit, allow our spirits to sit in a place of repose because we wanna do everything. We wanna make everything right. We wanna sort it out. And when we can't, we feel out of control. But when we give the control back to the one who's in whose hands it ought to be, there's an amazing exchange between us and heaven. And then God is given the keys to work by us saying that we can't do it. And for many of us, it's almost like we need to give the keys back. We need to sit down in our spirit and say, God, You do what only You can do. I allow my heart and my spirit to sit in a place of repose. It's a position. It's a decision to sit. This season has been a journey in so many ways. And that's why I've called my message today, The Journey, because it's been a journey for me as much as it has for you. It's easy to plan for a journey that we know is coming. It's harder to plan for a journey that we had no idea was gonna happen. But let me say that right at the outset, God knew the journey He was gonna take us. And like the Scripture says in Exodus, He didn't take us around the short route, but He took us away that was unexpected. But that's because He wants to show us unexpected miracles in that season. 
He wants to show us that piece of wood, that place of surrender, that thing that we need to again lay down before Him. He wants to show us again. He wants to show off to us that He is our incredible provider. He wants again to show us that His steps for our lives are better than the ones that we plan for ourselves. We are so good at planning our steps, but God orders our steps. And I wanna encourage you today that God has incredible great steps ahead of you. I wanna encourage you that your future God has planned and aligned is so beautiful. And there's an amazing verse that I love and it talks when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. And I just know and I'm prophesying over you today that God is bringing about your dreams in a different way, in an unexpected way, but in such a delightful way you will literally sit back from your place of repose and say in your heart, the Lord has brought me here. The Lord has brought me here. There has always been provision for us. There always has been and there always will be. And I wanna finish by saying this, is that God knows and delights in the things that concern our hearts. He knows. And He is the God that wants to bring about the desires of your heart. But it says, as we delight ourselves in Him, He will give them to us. And I sense in a way, what this season has done for many of us is it has detached our striving from our dreams. And it's reattached worship for allow God to bring about our dreams. So I wonder if I could pray for you at the end of this message that you would gain again the understanding that God has been leading us in this season. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We thank You, Lord God, that You've led us through this journey. That's a big thing to say, but God, we thank You. We surrender again. We surrender our hopes and our dreams and our plans and our provision and our purpose, we surrender them all. We lay them down. But Father, we thank You that when You pick them up, they become something so powerful. When You pick the things up that we lay down, You place Your anointing and Your power upon them and turn them into something that is beyond our asking or our imaginations. In Jesus' Name, Amen. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. If you have, we'd love for you to subscribe to our channel right on our homepage so you can hear all the latest messages from Hope City Church. Why not head to our website at hopecity.church to keep up to date with all that's happening across Hope City.